I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Say, I want to start off by giving you an update on the pistol brace regulatory proposals. As you may know, the Biden administration is trying to jam through a ban on pistol, pistol braces, etc., by doing it through the abuse of the regulatory system in the United States. And here for almost 10 years, as you know, pistol braces have been lawful and millions, literally millions, have been sold and used. And they're particularly beneficial to those who have uh, handicaps and uh, such that uh, need to be able to hold the handgun uh, better than they can uh, given their disabilities. And it helps even average shooters and all. You know, it's essentially the war on accuracy uh, by wanting to get rid of pistol braces. And it's really, uh, it's really underhanded, of course, what Biden's trying to do here by doing this entire reinterpretation uh, of this. Like, you know, after giving, you know, three or four hundred thousand assault firearms to the Taliban, uh, we better make sure Americans don't have pistol braces, right? I mean, it's just absurd. But here's the interesting thing. I've learned that the number of comments received. Now, normally when these agencies put a regulatory proposal up, they're lucky if they get any comments. You know, if they, and if they get 20 or 30 or 100 comments, oh my God, like that's, you know, I can't believe that many people are interested in this particular reg, right? Well, the pistol brace comments total for the period of time that allowed for comments. Ready for this, folks? 211,000 comments to the agency. 211,000. I would pretty much bet that's probably a record for comments to a proposed regulation in the history of the United States. I wouldn't be surprised if that is an absolute record. Uh, you know, it's pretty rare to even hear about any of these comments getting, you know, 100,000, no less over 200,000 comments. And you see, the agencies required to review these comments and to look them over. So being that they're in the middle of a lawsuit right away over this proposal, they have asked and the agreement has been put forward to give them an extra four months to do the review of the comments. That's fine with me. The longer they want to sit on it, the longer it goes without the rule being implemented, the better. And uh, they need, I don't care, they could wait 400 years, as far as I'm concerned, because we don't need this rule. And it's just designed to create havoc on law-abiding gun owners. But I'm pretty proud of our folks that you know went forward here and we did over 200,000 comments, have forced the agency to delay their determination by months, and it should be very interesting to see what the outcome is when they realize that these many people have even taken the time to comment to the regulation. And I can just about assure you that the, that, you know, 99.9% of the comments are in opposition to this rule.
So that's the update, and we'll keep you updated on the pistol brace brouhaha and other actions by, of course, Biden and company. But today I was really looking forward to discussing with you some predictions and some proposed speculation here on the impact of what might happen regarding the Supreme Court cases that are pending. And it's not uh, the normal predictions here. I want to get a little bit more into the weeds and show you why I believe there may be some really, really exciting developments from the Supreme Court case. Now, just coming up on September 27th, the Supreme Court is considering about five or so other Supreme Court challenges involving the application of the Second Amendment to invalidating firearm laws. And one of those cases is the Reb Russell case, which is my firm's case, handling that case. And in the Reb Russell, we have challenged New Jersey's uh, carry license uh, requirements. Other cases going forward as well, challenging uh, open carry, like out of Hawaii, and other challenges uh, as well, Second Amendment challenges. But what makes this very interesting is that the Supreme Court has already, they've already accepted and granted certiorari on the New York State uh, rifle and pistol case, the, uh, uh, what they call the Corlett case or the Bruin case, depending on when you're looking at when it was named. Anyway, that's been granted, and that is the challenge to New York State's carry license, which requires a similar type of good cause, justifiable need, etc., to be able to get a permit to carry a, a handgun. And you see, New Jersey has a egregious requirement like that that is designed to basically stop individuals from getting the license. It is uh, devised originally by the courts and later put into statutory form by Governor Murphy to take that term justifiable need and make it virtually impossible for anyone to meet that criteria, you see. And this is the game that the government has played. As a matter of fact, given the state of New Jersey's size of almost 10 million, there's a grand total of less than 600 carry licenses to civilians for the entire state of New Jersey. And you can rest assured that most of them are just mobsters and politicians who get those carry licenses as civilians. But, uh, the, and the other thing New Jersey does, which is really cute, is they make all that information confidential. Oh, of course, to protect the licensee. No, it's confidential because if we knew about it, you could see the elitism, the cronyism, and the authoritarianism all built in. And, and you know, when you see the anti-gun judges that have carry licenses and you see the politicos and the others that get it, uh, you know, it would cause uh, problems. So they want to keep that quiet, of course. So anyway, we have this ridiculous carry license system in Jersey that requires this extreme requirement that is now up for grabs, constitutionally being challenged. The New York case 
raises their version of it. The Reb Russell case is our version of it. Uh, the court is going to speak on this issue. What they do with Reb Russell, they may hold the case pending the Supreme Court decision in the New York case, uh, maybe consolidate, who knows. But no matter what, this New York case is going to come down. And I am pretty cautiously optimistic that it's going to go our way and the court's going to find that this, these, these requirements in order to carry a handgun that are these arbitrary and ridiculous standards of justifiable need, that that's going to be found unconstitutional and a violation of the Second Amendment. I really believe the odds do favor us to see this challenge be successful. Just looking at how the court finally accepted one of these cases when we finally had five judges that were solidly in the corner of the Second Amendment because uh, the uh, uh, nomination of the three judges by uh, President Trump really just changed the whole dynamic of the court. And now with this before them, let's now just think about it. Let's just think about for a moment in it. And let's, let's, let's assume here that the court does find that it is unconstitutional to require justifiable need or variations thereof. Now, in, in New Jersey, in New Jersey, the justifiable need requirement is pretty extreme. In order to show justifiable need in New Jersey, here's what it says. It says, it says that in the case of a private citizen, you have to specify in detail the urgent necessity for self-defense as evidenced by specific threats or previous attacks which demonstrate a special danger to the applicant's life that cannot be avoided by means other than an issuance of a permit to carry a handgun. See that, that insanely difficult standard that needs to be reached? That is what I believe will be tossed as unconstitutional. And when it gets tossed as unconstitutional, it's not just going to mean that finally citizens in New Jersey will be able to get permits to carry, because they will, because that's the bar. The rest of the requirements currently are not our objective requirements, you know, the normal don't be a felon and all that stuff, and that you have the, uh, the training that's required, which is reasonable at least at the moment to get. It doesn't just mean that the carry licenses will now be opened up for New Jerseyans. I think the potential here is for something much, much more substantial. Something that I believe may be able to take down the majority of New Jersey's gun laws. And I want to explain to you the impact of that if New Jersey's carry license is in fact, that law is in fact declared unconstitutional. And I'm going to get into the 
details of just that impact. And that impact, by the way, may apply in other states, depending on how the other states structure their gun laws. But you see New Jersey in their zest to create god-awful gun laws and thought that they owned and ruled the table, which at the time they basically did because the Second Amendment did not apply to New Jersey at that time. I mean, legally didn't apply under a case called Burton versus Sills. So they thought they could get away with everything and anything. So they wrote their laws in a really foolish way. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to show you why I think the takedown of New Jersey's gun laws may be in the cards. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Okay, hey, welcome back. And let me uh, tell you why I think this could be incredibly, incredibly serious and be a, a, just, a, a, a just an absolute broadside against New Jersey's gun laws. And you see, New Jersey does not make the carry license a stand-alone exemption in its, in its laws. First of all, in order to get a carry license in New Jersey, you have to show that justifiable need, as I explained at the beginning of the show, how that is defined. And you see, New Jersey's carry license law, to get the, the license, the license itself says no application shall be approved by the chief police officer or the superintendent unless the applicant demonstrates that he is not subject to any of the disabilities set forth in 583C, that he's thoroughly familiar with the safe handling and use of firearms, and that he has a justifiable need to carry a handgun. You see, those are all worked specifically into the statute, and the statute does not have anything that says, hey, if any part of this is found unconstitutional, the rest of it will still stand. And as you can see, the requirements are that one line requiring all three of those elements 
And if justifiable need is found to be unconstitutional, as we discussed how, how ridiculous the standard actually is, then that really cuts the carry permit section. So even if New Jersey says, okay, well, you know what, from now on, well, uh, we're just going to keep everything else in place here, but uh, you don't have to show justifiable need because that's unconstitutional. Let's just say they, they do that. Well, that doesn't end it, folks. It may mean that we can now get carry licenses, and I think it will mean that, that average citizens can get carry licenses. But it actually, there's a, there's a far more deeper impact that is not being discussed or talked about, but you're going to learn about it right here and right now on Gun Lawyer. Because in New Jersey, the prohibition against the carry of a handgun is not found in the law. They may find that shy. What do you mean? Like, what? New Jersey does not have a law that says no person shall carry a handgun unless blah, blah, blah. No, 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 not at all, not at all. You see, New Jersey's handgun prohibition comes under NJS 2C39-5, subsection B. And let me read you what that says, because this is how New Jersey arrogantly structured their laws. Handguns. Any person who knowingly has in his possession any handgun, including antique handgun, without having first obtained a permit to carry as provided under NJS 2C 58-4, is guilty of a crime, blah, blah, blah. Now, what's so important there? What's so important is that the offense, the criminal offense that individuals get charged with if they don't have a carry permit in New Jersey is this. They're charged with unlawful possession of a handgun because New Jersey has made an element of the offense getting the permit to carry. It's not put forward here as a ban on possession and then some exemption somewhere. You know, but if you have the license, you know, following persons are exempt. And they say licensees that have a carry license, those that have, you know, possessed in their home. No, no, no. New Jersey didn't structure it that way. New Jersey made their ban on gun possession having an element of the offense that the state actually has to prove, by the way, without having first obtained a permit to carry the handgun. So if you're prosecuted here, the state will supply in discovery from the state police that they've searched their records and there's no record of this individual having a permit to carry a handgun. Why do they do that? Because it's an element of the offense that they've got to prove. It's actually part and parcel to the criminal charge. Now, this criminal charge is a second-degree charge. It's draconian and insane. It carries up to 10 years in state's prison. It has a minimum mandatory three and a half years in state's prison under what's called the Graves Act. If you're convicted of simple, unlawful possession of a handgun, you are going to get a minimum three and a half years, no chance of parole. 
and it occurs by the most minor of mistakes. Because if you don't have a permit to carry and you're going to the range, but then you go and visit your friend as well, well, you can be charged with unlawful possession, and the state will put forward in their case you didn't have a permit to carry. Now, think about this. If the carry license statute under 58 that we read to get the license, if that license is unconstitutional, unconstitutional because of the requirement of justifiable need, then the element of the offense for unlawful possession of a handgun makes that unconstitutional because the requirement in the law itself to have the permit to carry a handgun, element of the offense, mind you, is itself unconstitutional. See what I'm saying, folks? This case has the potential to eviscerate New Jersey's handgun possession ban. And by eviscerating it and making that possession law null and void because the element of the offense built into it is a permit that is unconstitutional in its requirements will mean that basically every criminal charge of unlawful possession of a handgun will have to be tossed out. All of them. The law itself will be unconstitutional and cannot be enforced. It will mean that carry, in essence, in New Jersey, becomes constitutional carry. Because, oh yeah, you could still get a license, but the law that prohibited it by requiring a license is unconstitutionally dependent on that section, you see. And so it really could very well have the impact of creating constitutional carry, meaning carry with no permit required in New Jersey because it guts the possessory offense. And believe me, you've heard no one else talk about this. And that's why we're here on Gun Lawyer talking about it. But let me tell you what else. It, it doesn't just stop with New Jersey's permit to carry a handgun. Because New Jersey also requires a permit to possess and carry a machine gun. That's right, a machine gun, folks. And if you look at NJS2C 395A, the subsection above handguns that we just discussed, it says machine guns. Any person who knowingly has in his possession a machine gun or other instrument or device capable for use as a machine gun without being licensed to do so as provided in 58.5 is guilty of a crime of the second degree. Oh my gosh, another license made into the element of the offense and put into the machine gun statute. Well, what does that mean? Well, if you go to 58.5 and you look at the requirement 
for a machine gun license, right? That license, look what it says. No license shall be issued to any person who would not qualify for a permit to carry a handgun under 58.4. Oh, you mean the unconstitutional 58.4 is now put into the licensing statute, which makes the machine gun license unconstitutional as well? You betcha. And that's an element of the machine gun possession and carry law? Yep. So New Jersey could end up with constitutional carry for machine guns? Yes. Absolutely. Because this is how New Jersey arrogantly structured their laws. And this is all potential. And it gets worse with machine guns. Because not only do you first have to have the permit to carry under 58.4 for a handgun, which has the unconstitutional justifiable need requirement, but the additional requirement to get a machine gun license is even more outrageous because it says you first need to qualify for the permit to carry a handgun and no license shall be issued unless the court finds that the public safety and welfare so require Oh my God, that's so out of bounds for constitutionality. The only way you can have a, quote, machine gun is if public safety requires you to have this? Huh! Good luck with that being upheld after the court comes down. So, the, the thing here is, folks, the potential here is a broadside to New Jersey's handgun and machine gun laws eviscerating the possessory offenses because New Jersey so arrogantly tied possession and permits to carry into the elements of the offenses themselves. And I'm greatly looking forward to the Supreme Court's decision, as I'm sure all of you are. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.